Hello and welcome to GKAD, the other show where we talk about Japanese music, all more wittily than this. You can call me Zero. And I am Jay Lee. Today, we are going to be reviewing Generation's debut self-titled self-titled album. It had three singles going into four singles going into it. You suck at ah. this. What? Don't you have any notes or anything? Uh, <laughs> I guess five singles if you count a split single. Anyways, that is neither here nor there. Generations <laughs> is a group uh, signed to Rhythm Zone, and they're under Exile's Love Dream Dream Happiness kind of umbrella agency. So they're managed by Hero, and they sometimes do collaborations, and anyways, first album, released in November of 2013, what did you think, Miss Zero? Uh, the ballads mostly sucked, the fast stuff was mostly pretty good, none of it was art. Back to you, Jay Lee. <laughs> well, I would agree with you there. Um, it's, yeah, like, this is very much a pop album with no pretension and it doesn't ever try to seem like it's more than it is which is good i'll give it that um i think that this is actually a very solid album with a lot of good songs but very few standouts and i agree definitely Mm -hmm. the ballads um particularly the ones that aren't mid-tempo just kind of drag the album down altogether but which is really kind of a disaster because the album is 16 tracks it's like, you couldn't have culled a couple of those? You know? Yeah, especially the last one, Yitzka, Hanadadu, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't even notice that song happened. <laughs> no joke. I'm listening to the album, and I remember Hotshot because I remember thinking, you know, this is in the wrong place on this album. <laughs> because that sounds like either an intro track or like an intro to side two, you know, the halfway point of the album where they're trying to, you know, punch it back up again, get you back energetic and into it again after like two or three ballads. Um... Being track 14 on a 16-song album is the wrong place for a song like Hotshot. <laughs> I, I will say that some of my favorite album tracks, though, are mid-tempo songs like My Eyes on You and Fallen. I think those are more of the memorable songs. But one of the problems with this album is that it's very monochromatic and that mm-hmm. there are a lot of good songs, but you're not really going to remember them or going to be able to differentiate them. Um, yeah. Animal, which is one of my favorite singles of last year, it's great and everything, but a lot of their upbeat songs sound very similar. Their mid-tempo songs sound very similar. Their ballads, you can barely tell the difference between. It reminded me a lot, actually, of um, Namie Amado's album Play when I first listened to it. I thought, you know, it was very hard to distinguish the tracks. And I'm not saying this album is as good as Play. I'm just saying, similar, you got the R&B, hip-hop, pop thing going on. And it has the same sort of issue, where when you listen to the songs individually by themselves, it's actually probably more enjoyable 
each song on its own. Um, because within the context of the album, it all just sort of blends together. It's just sort of a, you know, like a, it's, it's like a, a chicken pot pie put in a blender. Like if you actually had the ingredients in the chicken pot pie, that stuff would all be good. But when you put it all in a blender, it's like, it's not bad, but you really taste the difference between anything in here. Like where are the carrots? Uh, Where's the gravy? That, you know? That's revolting. I know, <laughs> but... Uh, is the best thing I could think of. Okay. No, you know what? It's like ice cream soup. Ew. It's like when you've got ice cream and whipped cream and chocolate syrup, and it's all melted together into like a soup, and that's delicious. But there's like, no the textural differences. There's it's just, no textural differences. It's just that's a mess. It. But this is melted ice cream. Oh, I actually think this is a pretty good album. I mean, other yeah, than yeah, but it did. It, it, Clearly, you did not devour ice cream soup as a child because I did. I, I did not. I was too fat to let ice cream melt. <laughs> well, let me tell you, ice cream soup is one of the great joys of childhood. And this album, likewise, is actually pretty enjoyable. <laughs> um, I will say, though, uh, I think it's better than any Exile album in like the past seven, eight years. Um, because it's not bogged down, but it does have those ballads, you know, those ballads that <laughs> Exile albums have way too many of. But, but you know, it has them sparingly, and I always think that mid-tempo kind of R&B-tinged pop ballads are, like, they're never terrible, in my opinion, coming from this love of that genre. Um, so they're a lot easier to get through. Um, so I would say that it's actually better than most Exile albums, which I was surprised by, because you wouldn't think that one of their side groups, well, not really a side group so much as a cousin. Just another member of the family. Yeah, That's like a cousin is. group. It's part of the tribe. Yeah. The tribe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually got to agree with you on that. The um, The lesson that the... Exiled dudes in general can take from this is fucking stop it with the ballads because <laughs> this is so much even with weaker mid-tempo and faster tracks it's still a stronger album because it has fewer ballads um but to be honest like there were hints of awesomeness that I could hear like at the beginning of Echo mm -hmm. just the beginning just the beginning like there's a hint of a much better ballad to come than what we actually get um that they have some like cool atmospheres going on and some of the production like is really good but it doesn't quite go to creative territory it seems like it's going to and then it goes right into you know typical R&B ballad mm -hmm. land and that's disappointing really because the Exile stuff in general is all so well produced and they've got fantastic command of rhythm and melody these guys know what they're doing and it's just upsetting that I'm not seeing them do anything interesting with it Aside from occasionally, and you know, I, honestly, the Sunday made Jay Soul Brothers fast singles seem to be getting most of that mm -hmm. these days. Um, and I'll be honest, that's the group that's kind of giving me hope for the rest of the Exile <laughs> tribe, I guess, because they're the ones who are doing the fast songs right. None of them are doing the ballads right yet, but Exiles, you know, they've got some of their single ballads that have been fantastic. Yeah, you know, they'll, like, they'll always have uh, Tiamo and Lovers Again. And stuff like that. Uh, if that's no Kuchi beer. Yeah. Which was just like, oh my god, so great. I still, you know what? I forgot about that song until just now. And I need to add it to my phone because I love that song. Um, but yeah, and Tiamo, obviously, so great. Just do stuff like that all the time, guys. Seriously. So, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's anything that you as a listener, kind person who downloads our show, can take away from this, it's that this is worth a listen. You'll probably only play it two or three more times Unless you've just decided that this is a great background party dance record for like when you're cleaning the house or something. Which it is, because um, I cleaned my house to it today. It totally <laughs> is. This is totally like great. Let's, you know, for the upbeat songs, you do like the crazy rearranging stuff and dusting, reaching up high and stuff like that. And then during the slow songs, you're sitting and organizing something because you found a stack of papers or whatever, you know, it's a great CD for that. But um, I, it's not artistically relevant or anything. It doesn't really contribute much. It's not even the best that the Exile Tribe has to offer. But it's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It's a did all right. good showing for a debut album, I think. I think so. Absolutely. It shows promise, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to see some stronger songwriting. And I would like to see them not put 16 fucking songs (laughs) on it. And I would like to see them fix the track order a little bit. This is one of those albums where I think I'm going to go into iTunes, rearrange the songs based on how they sound, listen to it again in a different order, and see if I like it better, because it might fix some of the blending problems that it has. Excel Tribe has never really been great on the kind of care to detail of like track listing and stuff like that, in my opinion. Which is so upsetting, because, like, when I was a kid, even the shittiest pop records had excellent track orders. Like, they knew there was a formula to that. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were doing, and now it just seems like, well, we've got these songs done. Let's stick them on there, you know? Uh, Back in our day. But that's, you know... Yeah, back in our day. Well, back in our day, there were B-sides, you know? (laughs) So, (laughs) when they were promoting the album later on, they could release the songs that didn't quite fit into the flow of the album, and fans could still hear them. And what's sad is that those were often really good songs. Um... Yeah, we don't really have that so much in Japan. Songs just get released as they're done. Which, when I started getting into Japanese music, I thought that was really great. Good. All these songs will actually get heard by people when I realized that that was the system that they used there. And now I'm just kind of like, fuck, you guys have killed the art of album creation. <laughs> I know. You people. <laughs> but I feel like we're kind of um, moving away <laughs> from the discussion of generations. We are. Well, it's still relevant, yes. though, and I don't have an outlet for this kind of thing right now. Tangentially relevant. It is tangentially relevant, and it, it is probably something I'll bring up on other episodes. You can follow us on Twitter. I am GKJ Lee. She is GK0, Z-E-R-0. They are GK Loki, capital L, capital K. And the other very touchy about that. is GK Aaron, E-R-1-N. And take it away, Zero, for things. And you can go to our website, which is jpopjrock.com, where we've got past episodes of the show, where we will have future episodes of the show, where we have past articles and, like, my Team IU blog translations from way back in the day, uh, which were kind of adorable. I was very proud of those. Just taking a moment here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Check out episodes of our old show, Gaijin Kanpai, if you want to be all nostalgic, because that's... And funny. there are 200 episodes. <laughs> There are 200 of them. Just start with the later. Start with 33 and go forward. Yeah, basically. <laughs> because the first third of anything is bullshit. That's a law or something. <laughs> <laughs>
like this episode. I think it is. <laughs> Until next time, I am Jelly. I am still zero. Johnny. Johnny.